What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. And be sure to check out axesandblades.com for even more guitar content. Today I want to do another guitar highlight of a model that you may have come across. And if you've come across it, you'll probably instantly remember it as soon as I start talking about it. Especially, obviously, if you're familiar with these guitars and if you own them. But even if not, I guarantee if you've come across them, you'd remember it. Because they catch your eye. And they caught my eye again today. And so that's why I decided I want to talk about it. I wanted to look more into these guitars. Which I have done a couple of times before. Just because they've intrigued me and interested me instantly with their look. Um, And so... I thought it would be a cool thing to highlight because I think this is a guitar and a builder that it is good to know and that I think a lot of people will be interested to learn more about. So you may have come across on some point at social media someone holding up a guitar in a very odd and interesting way, in a way that is a bit of a flex to suggest, look how light, incredibly light and balanced my guitar is holding it up from the butt end of the guitar from the back end of the guitar and it's headstock pointing away from them and it's balancing nice in the hand doesn't look like they're straining looks like it's easy as anything and you may have noticed that the guitar looks particularly thin well chances are that this was a guitar from more guitars in copenhagen that's more spelled m-o-a-r more guitars in copenhagen and quite possibly although there are several models they make that could fit that description especially as it's sort of their thing with the pictures they post but it very likely could have been their wayfair model if it was looking like it had f holes and was semi-hollow reminiscent but you were thinking no way it's far too thin then probably that was their model the wayfair fascinated me when i first saw it wanted to look into it more have done a few times and i think it's a great thing to share because it's another example of something you all know when you listen to this i absolutely love to highlight on as many episodes as possible that's luthiers and guitar builders doing interesting and new things and i think we've all as i often say seen a thousand strats and we've all seen a thousand green overdrive pedals and that's because we all like those things very much but we also really do love to see very talented craft people crafts people pushing themselves and making something that's innovative something that's new something that's different something that inspires us as something creative and new that we can tell has got love and creativity and experience and passion poured into it that excites us that inspires us and that is really what leads to our favorite instruments in the world, including if you love a Strat, because hey, if you love a Les Paul, if you love a Strat, these are all things that were loved because they were innovations, because they provided something new to players. And that's why they've become loved, because they still provide that for players. But I think if you're going to devote your life to making guitars, it makes a hell of a lot of sense if you want to also do that. If you want to go out there and make something that really provides something for people and really inspires people in a certain way. And I think making something really new, innovating in a way that's really singular and unique to you, does that. And that's clearly what's happened here with the waivers. So imagine, if you will, because this is a podcast, obviously the superior medium 
for talking about guitars because you end up listening to someone flail around attempting to describe a guitar for three or four minutes before you then just go and look it up because it's easier to look at a picture but just give me a minute i swear i can build a picture in your brain it's very simple to give you a basic idea but i do actually want you to go and look at the more guitars anyway because i want to promote this guitar so i want you to go look at it but um if you haven't seen one imagine for yourself a classic semi-hollow design and then it looks like it's been extremely thinned down still got the f holes there all sorts of different beautiful finishes beautiful tone woods beautiful appointments and features you can let your imagination run wild with that and uh, more guitars may very well have built it because they build these guitars one by one custom orders four players just as all these fantastic luthiers do which leads to a whole bunch of very cool very interesting looking versions of the wayfair but whatever image you have in your mind that's probably about it here's something interesting though the Wayfair looks extremely thin, especially when you see a picture of someone holding it right at the end where the strap button is on the ass end of the guitar and they're holding it up in the air without any care in the world, easy as anything. You think this must be super thin, as thin as it looks and super light. Well, there's a bit of an optical illusion on these pictures in a way because although they look very thin, and some people might think, oh, it's too thin or how could it be resonant or how could it have this how could it have that well of course it's going to sound different as a differently designed guitar especially with a semi-hollow guitar i mean um anything around the traditional jazz box guitar you're gonna get a lot of difference as soon as you start changing that body shape just like with an acoustic you make it thinner you make um you make any element of it different and you can of course be changing the resonance the response of the guitar and I know some people will be like, well, if it's too thin, surely that would take away some of those really nice harmonic elements and resonances we like. But here's something interesting, a bit of an optical illusion, because the more Wayfair is actually thicker than a standard 330-like guitar in the center. It's just that the top and the back are so carved that from that kind of angle... When you're looking at one end of it, it looks extremely thin because the carve is so much more accentuated. So actually, you have got enough thickness and depth to the guitar there to really produce a great amount of resonance and a lot of what you would want from your semi-hollow guitar. But it's extremely curved. Why is it? Is it some kind of gimmick? Is it just for the Instagram pictures? Well, you're very cynical if that's what you thought, but... I feel like quite a lot of us are in this community, but <laughs> so fair enough. You're probably not the only one who thought, well, did they just do it because it looks cool or it's a gimmick or it looks different? No, the reason that this happened, the story behind this is a fascinating one. Basically, the guitar was being prototyped. You're making a new model. You prototype it. You want to create something new. You're going to have to go through a few builds. You're going to have to really distill and boil down exactly what you want and tweak and temper and refine until you've got the perfect thing that's really achieving what you want your guitar to achieve of course well when this was happening at more guitars for the wayfair they were prototyping and they started with solid block wood and they started with the body based on the traditional size and tradition traditional carving 
and they carved and curved and reshaped and reformed the body purely to what they thought was comfortable what was ergonomic what would suit the player's need what would suit the playing position what would be really the most comfortable luthiers do this all the time they can talk about specs and of course they do custom things for for different customers and of course when they're building for an artist they work with the artist and there's a great collaborative thing to ordering a custom build and working with a really good guitar builder but when they're building their own models straight up when they are creating the model for the first time when they're setting the kind of standard if you like specs of a model they really use their own feel because they're guitar players as well a lot of the time and the vast majority of the time and they work with artists a lot of the time so they understand the feel they understand how a neck should feel for certain players for whatever they're trying to achieve they understand how to shape a body for what they're trying to achieve and in the end you could put it into numbers you could put it into this put it into that anyone who runs a big guitar company or who is a guitar builder will tell you the way we're so fickle and annoying as guitar players i mean they might not tell you that because they're probably trying to sell you things but they'll you know talk to them after shop hours not necessarily as a prospective customer and they'll tell you you guys are so fucking annoying (laughs) and so particular and so set in our ways and i do this before i've done this literally two guitar builders before that we will try to defy the numbers and at the end of the day when we can't defy the numbers we will just outright dismiss the numbers in favor of what feels good and sounds good to us and in the end of the day that's not actually the wrong thing to do and guitar builders would agree with that it's not actually the wrong thing to do because if your guitar just doesn't feel right to you, it doesn't feel right, doesn't feel comfortable, it doesn't matter if someone comes along and says, oh, actually, the measurements on this are exactly the same as this guitar here, which you love. If it doesn't feel good to you, if it doesn't feel good to you, then them telling you that number might psychologically reset you a bit. It might make you a bit more predisposition to like what you've got in your hands, maybe. But if you've already decided it's not comfortable, Usually throwing numbers at you isn't going to help there and feel and how good you think it sounds and how it sounds to you, how it feels to you. That's all subjective, no matter what the numbers tell you. So as stupid and as weird and annoying as anti-science as we might apparently sometimes end up being, it's not necessarily wrong because the whole thing really comes down to feel. You learn what specs you like, you get an idea of the specs, that's why a spec sheet for a guitar when you're ordering online, for example, is useful. You think, well, I tend to like that, so that will help, but the guitar can come and you go, yeah, I'm just not feeling it with this one. We've all had that experience. You go to a shop, you go, yeah, I always love strats. This one's just not doing it for me. Just happens just happens and you look at the specs you go they must have done something it must have changed the radius it must have gone for a more modern neck carve it no just it just doesn't doesn't do it for you maybe something is off if we get down into the millimeters of it and you're super sensitive and you sensed it but a lot of it's just very subjective so luthiers really go with the feel you know working with customers or working with other players and bringing their experience so it's not just purely their own feel but a lot of it's based on feel that kind of subjectivity as well as the meticulous attention to detail and the knowledge of the numbers the feel comes into it a lot that's what happened with the wayfair that's how it got its design it was about carving away the material of more of a standard measurements on a more standard semi hollow kind of jazz box body and just making it comfortable making it comfortable making it enjoyable 
making sure there's no sharp edges, making sure everything on every part of the body is purely comfortable. Um, and that's why I got such a deep carve. And that's why it has this fascinating kind of optical illusion look where it looks oh, insanely thin. How, what's the point of it even being that thin? I can imagine the troll comments they probably get. And well, you know, not troll comments. That, I mean, I can imagine the troll comments they get too, but um, but because <laughs> it's because it's the internet. But, you know, not troll comments, just people reacting immediately to it just on the visceral kind of reaction of seeing it and immediately going well, you know come on what's the point of that then why is it so thin you know as a as a semiola what's the point of that doesn't that take away a lot of it you know and also just asking genuine questions saying doesn't that take away this or doesn't it change that it will change things but there's still a lot more depth there to the guitar than you think so it still has that but it's got a lot more comfort there and also with the different carve of the body of the top and the back it's still got the depth but it's going to produce something really different and that means it's doing something different it's not just going here is another guitar for people who like jazz boxes um there are a lot of people who make great jazz box guitars in the world a lot of great hollow body semi hollow body guitars a lot of them but to see um something like the wayfair which is a real evolution with a cool story behind it, which is the evolution was based on this feel, based on the player's needs, based on what can be different to the experience provided by other jazz boxes. Rather than saying, oh, I could build a better jazz box. It's about saying, well, what I can build a jazz box that provides something that players might not get from a jazz box right now. Players who've maybe dismissed a jazz box. Players who've maybe dismissed this whole type of guitar as being unwieldy or heavy or uncomfortable or balanced in a way they don't enjoy. This is a new guitar for those people that can completely change their minds about this type of guitar and maybe bring the perfect balance to players who've never been able to find it before in this type of guitar, which is absolutely fantastic. So that is a fascinating built in my opinion and like i say there are other more guitars that are great and i actually would like to talk about on future episodes of this podcast and there are more guitar builds that you will see here with other designs that also um have very thin looking kind of highly carved ergonomic body shapes just again based around what can be super super most comfortable to you as a player really sitting there and thinking about how the guitar feels on your body how can this be more comfortable traditional is great there's so many great elements in what's traditional but how can we get to something new based on what's comfortable and based on what the player will want and what the player will need and that is awesome and i think the results are super cool and i think it's a great byproduct of that process that it became something really eye-catching and really memorable as well i think that's a cool thing um for them to have as as guys building guitars i think that's i think that's a great byproduct of it i think it's a cool thing because at the end of the day what stops you in your track and makes you look at a guitar first of all you see it you see it before you touch it you see it um quite often before you hear it not always but you see it a lot um you see a guitar a lot and that's when you really decide how you feel about it um before you've even touched it before you've even plugged it in there's a lot that goes on there you make a lot of judgments about it um you think a lot of thoughts about it <laughs> before you've even got your hands on it or heard someone else play it. So I think it's a very cool thing that it becomes instantly recognizable as something different. And I think, you know, you could have the more negative or cynical reaction about it. But I think in there, looking at it, another cool thing is it's not just different and 
flags to you that it's doing something different, but it instantly kind of flags to you there's a story here. I think you look at the Wayfair by more and you instantly go, oh, what's the story there? What's that? That's fascinating. Why would you move to that in this kind of redesign of a of a classic archetype of guitar? Why would it evolve to this? What would the, the decision-making process there be? You know, there's someone who's put hours and hours and hours and hours into creating this unique thing themselves a very hard time-consuming thing to do they put a huge amount into it and they've got this in the end so why and i think that's cool and it makes you want to learn more and that's what i'm doing with me um and i hope it was a curious and interesting thing for you all to learn about as well uh, if you want to learn more of course go check out more guitars like i said it's spelled m-o-a-r there's moreguitars.com you can find more guitars on instagram facebook all the great places um on youtube they also have a series of videos um like a regular series of videos kind of the weekly workshop update which is a really cool little insight you get to see what they've been working on again some of the thought process and stories behind some of the individual builds as well which i know really interests you guys so i would recommend going to check that out because that's a great little insight into the luthier world and it's a great way to really get to know a guitar builder and if you're in the market for guitars or you want to get to know more builders um, and think about well who would i go to as a builder which builders do i like where would i maybe go for a custom guitar or a guitar of a certain kind who could provide that who would i want to you know work with and, and, and custom order with as a builder great way to get to know the builder and get to know more about guitars they always have cool insights into their guitars and to the life of guitar building and the work of guitar building itself so a cool thing to go check out there as well as just checking out their models um and all the stuff uh that they do which is seriously seriously cool so there you go that is the wayfair and a bit of an introduction to more guitars in general who like i say i'd like to talk about more <laughs> i'm sure i've never heard any of these stupid jokes before who i'd like to talk about further in the future um and now as always we can talk about gear all we like but we also as well as the guitar blah blah like to do the music talking um it all comes back to music i don't just want to talk about gear I love gear, I love guitars, I love all the stories behind it and stuff and the amazing people who do these things. But uh, it's all about making music. That's why you build a guitar. Uh, that's why we like guitars. That's why we even give a toss about any of this stuff. And so it all comes back to the music. So every episode we have a suggestion of track artist performance album to go and check out and i'm suggesting a track that has just dropped from an artist i have talked about on here before so it's another plug for this artist to go and check out this artist is originally from ethiopia now in australia brings um, a whole bunch of cool rhythmic and melodic elements to their music uh, which is really stunningly beautiful music uh fantastic melodically and, and the kind of emotional elements but really beautiful layering of the uh instruments on on both of the tracks that i the one that i've suggested before and the one that i'm suggesting today and i love the way the guitar works in them the other one was acoustic bass this one's got electric guitar in there great 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 stuff to check out so this artist is called yossa haley uh i've spelled that for you so you can go look it up but there will also be a link in the description of this podcast so that's y-o-s-s-a-h-a-i-l-e because i've inevitably mispronounced it because i mispronounced literally everything um and you'll go on 
the Bandcamp for Yosahili and see that he's got a new track out that just dropped a few days ago and it's fantastic. Um, it's called Lesser Lamb Bye, but if you go and onto the link in the description of this podcast you'll find it it's right there you'll also find the other track i suggested earlier this year in the podcast fantastic stuff if you like the other track you'll love it even if you didn't like the other track there's quite a lot different about this one so you'll also love it it's just great i don't see how you could not like it um i'm kidding we all have we all have different tastes in music i probably shouldn't threateningly say things about music taste to end the podcast that a bit of a sour taste but Go and check out that track. Go and check out whatever music inspires you, influences you, gets you playing guitar. Be sure to play a bunch of guitar yourself. Be sure to check out more guitars. Absolutely do that. Check out the Wayfam. As always, look after yourselves, look after one another, and I will catch you tomorrow.